Welcome to Signal from the Noise by Podcast Notes, the best ideas from the world's best podcasts in minutes. Please enjoy the notes from episode 85, Dr. Peter Atia Exercise, Nutrition, Hormones for Vitality and Longevity, Huberman Lab. Introduction Ins and outs of biomarkers Be specific with what you want to optimize, performance longevity, health span, etc. Two vectors of longevity, one lifespan, literally whether you are alive and breathing. Two health span, how many healthy years you live, biomarkers matter less, physical and performance tests matter more, DEXA scan, VO2, fat oxidation, emotional state, etc. Lifespan is impacted by the four horsemen of disease, 1. Cancer, 2. Atherosclerotic disease, 3. Neurodegenerative disease, 4. Metabolic disease, won't kill you but will lead to the other diseases. Atherosclerotic disease, a POB is the most important biomarker. There's a blind spot when it comes to cancer. Blood testing and biomarker testing for cancer aren't usually the most helpful unless slash until blood biopsies are more prevalent. Biomarkers can be helpful for dementia but not most other neurodegenerative diseases. Quote, the same things that drive the risk of heart disease are driving the risk of dementia. Peter Atia. How frequently should you get blood work done? Early in life and regular but it's a snapshot so you want to have action plans based on the outcomes. Lipoprotein A, you're born with this. It's the single most prevalent genetic driver of atherosclerosis. But unfortunately most physicians don't know what it is. Fitness for longevity and importance of bone density. Quote, you shouldn't be arguing about the nuance of supplements and nutrition until you can deadlift your body weight for 10 reps until your VO2 max is at 75th percentile and you can dead hang for a minute and wall sit for two minutes. Peter Atia. An annual DEXA scan is more comprehensive measurement than BMI dash, but you certainly want to monitor weight. DEXA scan, basically an X-ray that measures body fat percentage, bone mineral density, visceral fat, appendicular and lean mass metrics visually, the definition of your abs is not a bad way to assess your fat visually. Bone density is critical, especially for perimenopausal women. Quote, if you are 65 or older and fall and break your hip, there's a 30 to 40% chance you're dead in a year. Peter Atia. The diagnosis of osteopenia and osteoporosis is based on three locations, the left hip, the right hip, the lumbar spine. Strength train slash weightlift, not cardio or running, to improve bone mineral density. People who have taken large amounts of corticosteroid use, for example, prednisone, asthma inhalers, throughout life have damage to bone mineral density, not to say you should skip the inhaler, but be sure to strength train. Move against a heavy load. Complexity of movements depends on experience and capability. Don't let good be the enemy of perfect. Quote, strength training is an essential part of our existence, it's never too late to start but you should never stop. Peter Atia. Back casting and the marginal decade. Marginal decade, last decade of your life, barring accidental death. Until you explicitly define what you want your marginal decade to look like, everything is abstract. Understand cognitively, physically, and emotionally what you want life to look like in old age, whatever that number is for you, and work backwards from there. Back casting. Think about what you want to do at 70, 80, 90, etc. and work backwards from there measuring relevant biomarkers and setting yourself up for that life. Pillars of backcasting. Be specific about what you want in marginal decade, 
last 10 years of life. Do you want to have sex? Do you want to walk up a flight of stairs? Do you want to pick up a child from the ground, sit on the floor, etc.? Quote, forecasting is good for short-term things, for long-term things you have to do backcasting. Peter Atia. There's no reason everyone shouldn't run through this exercise at any age. Levers for longevity and all-cause mortality. Smoking increases your risk of all-cause mortality by approximately 40%, 40% greater risk you'll die than a non-smoker. High blood pressure is about 20-25% to 25% increase in all-cause mortality. End-stage kidney disease is about 175% increase in all-cause mortality. Type 2 diabetes is about 25% increase in all-cause mortality. Low muscle mass versus high muscle mass, people with low muscle mass later in life have about a 200% increase in all-cause mortality, probably more due to strength, grip strength, wall sit, squat, leg extension, than actual muscle mass. Cardiovascular fitness The difference in health outcomes between someone in the top 2.5% in age group for VO2 max versus someone who's in the bottom 25% equates to a five-fold difference in all-cause mortality. Samples of longevity fitness targets. Dead hang goal for 40-year-old women is 1.5 minutes, goal for 40-year-old men is 2 minutes. Squat, goal is to squat to 90 degrees for 2 minutes. Farmer carry, carry body weight for 2 minutes. Men, carry 75% of body weight for 2 minutes. Women. Quote, exercise is the single biggest elixir for brain health. It's amazing how much more powerful it appears to be than nutrition, even sleep and those things are very important, but exercise is in a league of its own. Dr. Peter Atia. The greatest benefit in exercise will be when you go from nothing to something almost the equivalent of a 50% reduction in risk. Use of nicotine. Augmenting acetylcholine through nicotine, not by smoking, for brain health, it is effective for enhancing concentration and focus. Tip, the lozenges and gums have a densely high nicotine content and can be addictive so use with caution. Peter Atia cycles on and off nicotine lozenges. Think of nicotine, really as a substitute for stimulants. As always, behavioral tools and configuring the right environment are better strategies than jumping into supplements. Alpha-GPC Huberman uses sometimes, drugs that increase cholinergic or acetylcholine transmission will increase focus or cognition, may be safer than nicotine. Note, neither Peter Atia nor Andrew Huberman recommend jumping into a nicotine regimen. The Failure and Nuances of Hormone Replacement Therapy Women A woman's testosterone is less than a man, but women have more testosterone than estrogen in their body. Yes, you read that right. Phenotypically, estrogen dominates but more testosterone by amount. Menstruation and Hormone Cycle Day zero, start of period, day zero, estrogen and progesterone are low, almost immeasurable. During menopause, estrogen declines leading to symptoms like night sweats, hot flashes, before entering long-term side effects like osteopenia slash osteoporosis, vaginal dryness, brain fog. Concern with estrogen, without progesterone for balance, was an increase in uterine cancer. The story of the Women's Health Initiative Study done by NIH in the early 1990s to test the impact of hormone replacement therapy for women. Peter Atia on the Women's Health Initiative that deterred the medical community from hormone replacement therapy for women, quote, it's hands down the biggest screw-up of the entire medical field in the last 25 years, Peter Atia.
Ideally, hormone replacement therapy should be administered by the gynecologist in conjunction with regular pap smear and monitoring. Testosterone replacement in women Not standard practice to administer testosterone to women but may prescribed in mild topical doses to get back up to normal ranges is very low and patient complains about low libido, inability to maintain muscle mass. Hormone replacement therapy for men. Testosterone improves glycemic control and insulin signaling. If estrogen is too low, even if testosterone is high, fat and adipose tissue may gather. Men should have about 2% free testosterone a more desirable target versus total testosterone. Genetics plays a huge role in testosterone levels. Sex hormone binding globulin, SHBG, protein made by liver which attaches to sex hormones, like testosterone and dihydrotestosterone, DHT. The three hormones that run SHBG, 1, estradiol, 2, insulin, 3, thyroxine. Questions to ask when considering testosterone replacement? 1. Is there clinical benefit by normalizing testosterone? 2. Which method of delivery is best? Is the failure to make testosterone central or peripheral? Some causes of low testosterone warrant different intervention. Use HCG instead of Clomid long-term, i.e., years, anecdotal observation that Clomid increased desmosterol levels which may have negative impact on cardiovascular health in high amounts, so maybe consider HCG instead. Generally, Men need less than 100 mg per week of testosterone. Bodybuilders take crazy amounts, 500 mg to 1000 mg. Lifestyle matters. If you take testosterone but you're sitting on the couch, not minding exercise or nutrition, you really won't reap physical benefits. Thaw, you may get the insulin benefits. A dive into cholesterol. Cholesterol. Hydrophobic lipid synthesized by every cell in the body, without it, you could die because it makes up the cell membrane of every cell in the body. Cholesterol is the backbone of most of the important hormones in our body, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, cortisol. Lipoprotein packaging of cholesterol which allows it to move through the body, chaperoned by hydrophilic molecules. Total cholesterol concentration in circulation basically means all lipoproteins in circulation is opened equals LDL cholesterol plus VLDL cholesterol plus HDL cholesterol. You can eat foods that are rich in cholesterol, but the majority of the cholesterol you eat does not make it into your body in terms of increasing your levels if you have enough cholesterol in you, but saturated fat consumption will raise LDL cholesterol. Quote, dietary cholesterol plays no role in serum cholesterol. Peter Atia. A POB total concentration of LDL plus VLDL. In patients, Peter Atia only cares about a POB measurement, ideally below 30 mg DL if goal is centenarian, since that is what drives atherosclerosis, not cholesterol levels. Dietary approaches to tackle a POB, anything that reduces cholesterol and triglycerides will reduce a POB. Triglycerides are generally driven by carbohydrates, but you have to be cautious about saturated fat, though the reality is you will not hit ideal APOB levels through diet alone. Cholesterol drugs Statins, block cholesterol synthesis globally with benign side effect profile. Main complaint is muscle soreness which stops upon cessation, no evidence of neurological disruption or any other sensational reports. Other information. If you're going to use or recommend something off-label or not FDA approved, you need to have a ton of measurable data that supports it. Metabolomics, study of metabolites. GLP-1, great for weight loss but catabolic across the board. Patients are absolutely losing fat but they're also losing muscle.
Articles Strength and Longevity VO2 Max and Longevity That wraps up the notes for this episode. Five-star ratings are very much appreciated. Don't forget to go to podcastnotes.org and subscribe to our free newsletter. The Top 10 Ideas of the Week Every Monday